0: okay, baby. All right. Welcome to the Opinion Bench Woman's Podcast, episode 49. Got my dog with me, Los. Ramon couldn't be here today to record. Shout out to him. Man, how you feeling, man?
1: Feeling good, man. Feeling good as always. We had an exciting week of basketball, football, excuse me. Um, (laughs) And so I'm I'm excited because we're about two weeks away from basketball, preseason games starting. Uh, um, You know, this is something we the football going. You know, you got teams winning and teams fighting it out towards the end. Uh, feels good man I'm, I'm ready to get this going
0: yeah man so we just got finished watching a big game which was supposed to be the NFC rematch with my Saints versus your Rams I don't really have any excuses man congratulations on that win bro uh, we'll see you next time when it when it really counts I, I expect to see y'all in the playoffs
1: nah man I appreciate you having uh, being real about it not having excuses you know you won't get a lot of fans like that uh, but you know it was a good game you know and I, I Thing I, I like about it, or the thing I don't take a grant, take much grant for, is that these games count towards the end when it's playoff time, and you know, and when it comes down to home field advantage and things like that. I know those Rams don't want to go and see the Saints again in the dome, so we'll see how things shake out. It's still a long season. Um, I'm not getting over hyped about one win, you know, a win where Drew Brees was knocked out of the game. So,
0: yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, that was a big, big. Probably the biggest news of the week, and uh I really wasn't concerned about the outcome of the game when I saw that he was unable to grip a football. It looks like it's a right thumb injury. They wrapped it up. uh It happened like in the second quarter, wasn't it, those uh, A yeah, yeah, uh, second quarter. Yeah, yeah, was
1: second quarter. Happened second.
0: And up until that point, I mean, we was just going back and forth, and you know, just to give people out, out of outcomes, I see a lot of stuff on Facebook and. On uh, Twitter I try to stay away from it Because some people I guess they Kind of Don't understand The sport Kind of Or the flow of the game Or what matters So I just try to Clear it up here But I mean When you lose your Franchise quarterback In a game It's gonna affect The offense in general You know Not to mention The The deflation that Of the team You know They lost their leader The captain They wanna know If there's okay So Everybody after that I think anything that happened after that probably shouldn't be accounted for in evaluating your team. I mean, I just saw guys not giving it 100%. You know, Cooper Cup had a, a, a maybe a 60-yard, uh, Well, it turned out to be he sh- fell short of the goal line. I mean, you didn't see the effort. You saw missed tackles. I mean, guys were just deflated because of this injury. But I want to say this here that, I mean, the Saints' defense is a, is a darn good defense. Up until breeze got hurt which caused us to put our backup quarterback in they had to spend a lot of time on that field because our offense could not move the ball so i think our defense did pretty good i think we did as best as we could when you got uh when y'all have a three-headed monster and cooper cup brandon cooks and um robert woods and you have a monster in ty Gurley. i think we held Gurley for the most part in check up until that injury uh until we until the floor of the game started changing but you know, like I said, I mean, head, just to you know, kind of give people a perspective. That's why we had this podcast, try to you know inform inform people. But you know, I, I think that to expect a team to be in LA on the road and expect your backup quarterback to play a full game and to be able to to to, to uh, take over and and expect them to lead your team to victory is kind of asking too much, honestly. Especially when you're facing uh, the the runner ups to the Super Bowl of last year.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. A lot of and giving that perspective, you know, to the listeners, uh, you know, when you go all week, you know, game planning for a team with their starting quarterback in there. Yes, of course they say always say next man up, but the quarterback is the most important position on the field. Yeah. You know, you and like, you know, Rob mentioned, you know, you lose your leader, you know, in certain plays and certain things and timing, all that stuff that you've been read, you've been working on. You know, coming up to the week preparing for a team and you lose your, your most vital position, of course it's going to affect the game, you know. And so, that's why I said I don't put too much stock into the win. You know, I, I'll take it, obviously.
0: Yeah, you of know, course. Proud of
1: my boys for, for executing, you know, and not, you know, you know falling down into the, the penalties and the, the things like that, non-calls and then Breeze being out. Because they could have been a victim of that and still lost the game, so... Uh, they still did what they were supposed to do so I'm proud of that aspect but you don't put too much stock in these early game wins because if you look at look at just last year you know the Rams and the Saints played right and then the Saints killed the Rams not killed but beat the Rams in the regular season and came back you know and vice versa happened in the playoffs when the Rams beat the Saints so you just gotta you gotta take every game week by week and you just don't get too big-headed so hopefully the you know the Rams and the Saints you know they're not down on You know, and then keep moving forward because again, it's still early, way too early.
0: And if everybody, anybody wanted to criticize Drew Brees and what he means to our franchise and to what he means on the field, but you just can clearly see the difference between a Teddy Bridgewater and a Drew Brees. I mean, Teddy didn't do anything necessarily to to uh, really knock us out of the game, but then again, it was certain plays that needed to be made, and we could have used Drew Brees artistry and his accuracy and throwing guys open on his creativity when it doesn't look like it's there but he make it there and, and that's it is i mean it's the difference between having somebody that 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 has that knack and then putting in somebody that's just trying not to mess up and you could clearly see that in teddy uh i like teddy a lot but if we gotta go an extended amount of time without Breeze, i'm in trouble and I was telling my dad, just like we was watching the game, I could care less what happened in that game. I wanted to know if Drew Brees was okay. And what was most concerning to me is when they when they panned to the sideline, they showed him trying to pick up a football and he couldn't even do it. He doesn't have any grip. That's his throwing hand, bro. So, and the fact that he wrapped, they wrapped it up and they didn't even send him back out there to even try to give it a shot lets me know that this injury could be potentially more serious than people are, are even thinking about.
1: Right, no, absolutely, that's a good point. That shot that they showed with him trying to pick up the ball and he couldn't even grip the ball and he just dropped it, That that's as a fan watching that, that's probably, you know, scary to watch because, one, your thumb as a quarterback is probably the most important finger or, you know, I don't know if you consider a thumb or finger, but uh, <laughs> the most important part of your hand, you know, because that's the, uh, the thing, you know, that gives you the most grip of the football. If you can't grip with that thumb, then, you know, that throws off accuracy. that throws off power you know things that you need as a quarterback so um, you know, definitely the right move I think the Saints did you know in keeping them out of the game and not forcing it because again that could have turned the game you know an errant pass or something like that but hopefully you know it's not nothing broken in there something just pretty much like sprained really bad you know Uh, being former basketball players you and myself Rob we know having finger jams and stuff like that in basketball things happen like that ball all being thrown our way and getting our fingers jammed, we know how that can affect your game and, you know, how painful it can be. But sometimes it just takes time to just kind of ice up, heal, and then, you know, before you know it, you get all your feeling and your, your power back in your hands. So I'm hoping that news, you know, news just came out that Sean Payton said he'll have an update in two days. Hopefully in two days that news is good. Um, and he's not out for an extended time um, because, again, the the Saints are going into Seattle next week. And the Seattle Seahawks right now are 2-0. So that will be an interesting
0: yeah they, they are 2-0 and after knocking off Cincinnati today um but yeah I mean Lose it, it's just uh it's heart-wrenching when I saw him pick up that ball and not able to to grip it I mean it's just when you, it's just a complete freak accident I mean how many times have have a, a, a defensive tackle swipe at a, at a quarterback and and it, it's just really not that big of a deal and then for him to you know, end up missing the entire game, which was a pivotal point. We was going back and forth. And, you know, just to the guys that's critical of our defense and Saints fans who, who don't understand and blaming our defense. Man, if you look at that first half, we held the most powerful, I would say, one of the, the top two or top three offenses in the NFL to three points in one quarter. And even more so, we stopped y'all in the red zone in first play. I thought for sure y'all was going to touch down. We stopped y'all in the red zone. So the defense did what they were supposed to do. But when you're constantly having to be on the field because of a stalled out offensive drives and, and quick three and outs, what are you supposed to do? And unfortunately, you know, penalties really, you know, not to be too critical of Teddy as well, but penalties pay a part into it too. When you got guys, uh, you know, when, when you got guys, holding when you got guys uh going false start and and, and, you know i was telling uh i was telling my dad again today that you know some of the holding penalties could be accredited to teddy as well when you're holding the ball too long and that's another issue that he has that he's gonna have to clean up he holds the ball way too long of course we're gonna hold of course you're also gonna hold aaron Donald when you taking too long to throw the ball but how serious this injury is I'm I'm hoping for the best but it's not looking too good uh but if if he's not able to play bro it it's going to be it's a huge deal I mean it is a huge deal I'm I'm glad it's happening early in the season as opposed to late in the season but it proved it today man when 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 Drew is not out there our offense looks completely different I I think
1: I I mean I wouldn't I mean, if Drew's out, you know, let's say he's out three to four weeks. That's, I mean, let's say that, right? I think, you know, you have probably the best backup in the league, you know. And I say with the week of preparation, I think Teddy Bridgewater, with the week of preparation as a starting quarterback, I think Teddy Bridgewater will be a better quarterback. You know, when you're thrown into the fire, like you mentioned, against a top team like that, it can be difficult. When you're going against one of the best defensive linemen, in the history of the of the game, yeah. it can be difficult, you know. So, I, I'm, I mean, I'm you know, I'm not overblowing it. I'm not taking too much. I think, again, with a week of preparation, Teddy Bridgewater has shown that he can play at a high level in this league, and I think he will do just fine if he has to come in and, uh, you know, pinch hit for like uh, three to four weeks. So I'm not really panicking on that, and I think Teddy Bridgewater will do just fine. I just hope it's not like something crazy like a season-ender for uh, Drew Brees. And to your point, Rob, uh, the defense played well. The Saints' defense was lights yeah. out. You know? right. Halftime, halftime it was 6-6. You know what I'm yeah. saying? 6-6 at halftime. And like you mentioned, drive, stalling like that, your defense is going to eventually wear down. You know, that's just how it goes. You know, you, you, get, you give the offense so many shots at the end zone and to score points, it's going to happen. You know, and so I think the defense played well. If you look at that game again, it was 6-6 at halftime. And then coming out into the third quarter, the team start wearing down, you know. That's what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. You got the lineman leaning on you for that long, it's going to it's going, eventually, they're going to start breaking some plays, you know. Things are going to, you're going to start figuring out the defense. You get more, the, the offense get more time to look at what the defense is actually doing and figuring them out. So, um, I, again, overall, I think it's a good game. Um, I think the score really doesn't tell how close and how good of a game it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, I think as a team, we – you know, depending on how these injuries and stuff go, uh, that we're going to probably see again. Hopefully, it's just, like I said, it's not in the dome.
0: Yeah, and, and that's a great point. And that just goes from evaluating the game. And, you know, I, I, I just, I mean, it, as a fan, just think about as a Saints fan and your franchise quarterback is deflated and is hurt. Then, the, of course, the guys that go in the trenches that are in the trenches with him every day and with practice are are just as deflated, and they're having to play through it. Uh, but like, no excuses. Credit to y'all, y'all executed well. Golf look as good as ever. Um, I'm I'm impressed by this young QB. I think that he's he's a great time. He's become more than a time manager. He's he's accurate. He has pinpoint accuracy on the throws. Gurley looked. Ty Gurley looked good today. Uh, but, uh, I, I think that y'all are a good team and Aaron Don, I mean, shoot, if you don't put double team on him, bro, he's going to be in your quarterback's face. I mean, dude's a monster. I, I think that, uh, Talib did a good job in coverage today. I, I think that, uh, that, uh, Peters did well today. Um, I think that all these guys, of course, uh, uh, I know that you was happy to see this Cooper cup looked healthy. You know, so he looked like his old self. So I mean, it's a lot of good things. The Rams are a great team, but when you lose a franchise quarterback in in the second quarter, man, you can't expect you can't expect to overcome that hurdle, bro.
1: But you, no,
0: I heard you. Absolutely. I heard you. Uh, something interesting. I heard you mention the score, man. And and I, I think that even though the, we did, the score reflects what they do. I think that there was a tough touchdown left on the board from us, man. On that on that fumble recovery. Um, This is the third time, third game in a row well it's just been terrible calls made bro we, you know like lat, referring back to last week if you don't know what i'm talking about versus the texans the saints faced the same situation where there was a runoff of the, of the clock and we ended up losing 15 seconds and it shouldn't have been and then i referenced of course the call the miss pass interference call in the nfc championship last year and now thirdly today we witnessed uh jerry golf with a blatant fumble which is fine. I don't, I don't mind. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mind. It was close. And, and it was one of those plays you had to look at the camera to see if it was a fumble. But it was clearly a fumble. Cam Jordan scooped it up, ran 80 yards, and scored a touchdown. However, the touchdown did not count because there was a blown whistle for an incomplete pass. But yeah. what was more disturbing about it is that we know the rule of thumb is let the guys play. And we do have the luxury of the, the, to review it. To call it back if it if it wasn't called, but being that he blew the whistle, blew it dead, meaning that when they took a look at it, and which and, uh, Sean Payton ultimately challenged it and won, where it was called an actual fumble instead of a incomplete pass. But because they blew it dead, it was the spot of the fumble instead of it being a touchdown. I don't know what the refs got, and I'm not I'm not you know me, Lowe's. You've been knowing me for years. I'm not really one to be a conspiracy theorist nor am I one to to buy into the refs, you know, pointing out and pinpointing teams. But it's hard as a Saints fan to see this for my for the third game in a row. It seems like none exaggeration that we're being swindled, that, that cause of being swindled. I'm not saying that's the reason why we lost the game, but I just think that just as a, a fan of the sport, I think that it's bad for the game when you're just constantly just messing it up, especially when it comes to the same team getting messed over week in and week out
1: yeah no definitely I think that's a good point I think that clearly you know and I was watching it live and uh you saw it you knew it was coming once you heard the whistle you knew it was one of those controversial calls that was probably going to be talked about a little bit or probably a lot this week and so you know it was a missed call it was it was a bad call you know it was a you know like you mentioned it's one of those calls you let it play out, you know, you have the opportunity to review it after that. You know what I'm saying? Once you get that fumble, every turnover, every touchdown is review is reviewed automatically now. It's one of those things that you don't even have to challenge now. If it's a turnover, it's automatically reviewed. If it's a touchdown, it's automatically right. reviewed. Right. So, I mean, let it let it play it out, you know, and then let them scoop it, score it. It makes no sense to blow the whistle. You know, what what benefit does that do? You know what I'm saying? Like so, like I mentioned, I, I don't know of um, these refs if they're upset that these fans showing up the referee stuff, <laughs> referee clothes. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but and if
0: I'm if not you know, one of I those said, fans, low Like I can't stand it. It's embarrassing to me. Like you gotta let that go. As a state, as a, as a Saints fan that has somewhat of a platform, I'm just telling you, from Saints fan to Saints fan, you look crazy. Let that call go. Like, let it go. Like, it's no reason to be dressing up in referee shirt. Like, they make us look weak. It makes us look like we can't, you know, they were salty about something. We had a whole four or five months to get over this. It's time to move on, it's time to focus on this season. So, but I agree with you, Lowe's, with all these avenues that the NFL has implemented, now where a video is going up to New York, and New York is looking at every NFL game and surveillance, in it. the fact that every turnover is reviewed, on top of that, every touchdown is reviewed, so it's kind of double, double, I guess double stacked there because Cam Jordan scored, and they will have to review it because it was a turnover, it was no reason for that for that old man rough to, to now, now I'm going in insults, you can tell that I'm getting a little upset, but... There's no reason for that ref to blow the whistle in that case. And you could tell he was unsure because the whistle didn't come until Cam started taking off a good 30 yards down the field. Then you want to blow the whistle? So that lets me know right there from the point of attack, you didn't know for sure that it was an incomplete pass or not, but you felt that it was. So, But, but in doing so, you took a touchdown off the board because ultimately it became a fumble off something that you probably would have had to review in the, in the, in the first place. So, you know, it's aggravating, but it's even more aggravating when, when Saints fans are having to go through this at, uh, week in and week out, bro. It's, it's it's getting, it's getting you know, I saw Sean Payton on the side. You could read his, uh, his lips. He say, I'm tired of it. You know, I'm tired of going through this. Like, it, it's no reason, bro. But it just seems like, you know, the refs are, you know, living under a rock or I don't know what they're doing out there. But I think that it's time for the NFL to buckle down on these refs, man, and only putting the best refs out there, bro.
1: Yeah, you would think at this game that they put the best of the best games out there. So it will be interesting to see what happens this week, what they come out and say as far as what reps they put out there. Because, you know, they always come uh, – they judge these reps, you know, for the, the listeners that don't know, they judge these refs on the accuracies of their call. And so, you know, these the, the, the refs that have the most accurate calls and make the least mistakes usually get into the bigger games and obviously get paid more going to the playoff games. And so you would think that they put – Uh, the best of the best refs in this game because they knew, you know, obviously the last game that the Saints and the Rams played each other, um, you know, what happened. You know, you think they would put the best refs in this game. So we'll see what comes out this week and see what they say as far as what refs was in this game. and You know, it was obviously a missed call, and um, I I saw the refs on the sideline kept saying he was sorry, you know. You know, there's nothing he can really do. Uh, But again, it's just it's unfortunate that it keeps happening to the same team. You know, I don't know if these type of stuff is happening to everybody or, and it's getting, and it's um, what I want to say here. I don't know if this is something that's happening to everybody, but being that it's the saints, you know, it's getting, you know, under the microscope on the magnifying glass because of the big play that happened to the saints of how things have happened with the saints and losing in the last couple of years. So um, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, what, what comes out this, this week from the, from the NFL, from that, from that, from
0: that play. Yeah. Um, uh... For sure, man, and it's it's aggravating. But I mean, just moving along, kind of like uh, the just injuries that has taken place. Uh, we learned that uh, Ben uh suffered an injury. What type of injury did he have? Did you do you know? Have they come out with that? Yeah, yet? he had a,
1: he had an elbow injury.
0: Elbow injury. And, you know, it just seems like this week has been the the week of injuries. Uh, Also, we learned that Damian Williams had an injury. We don't know how severe that injury is. We saw in the game we watched today, uh, that your Aaron Aaron Donald, which I think ultimately he ended up coming back in. But he had a back injury going out. But we're starting to see these major injuries. uh, But I want to start with Ben Roethlisberger. And what that injury means to the Steelers. Uh, I, I didn't quite catch much of that game. But uh, I was just looking at kind of like the box score. And uh, it, it seemed like they were trying to get in rhythm. They scored their first touchdown today via James Conner. Uh, but, you know, James Conner uh, went out with an injury as well. But, you know, just just, just looking at Ben and, and, and just, just he's trying to get in rhythm. He looked bad uh, in week one on, on Sunday Night Football. Uh, But, you know, just looking at him against the Patriots and then now looking at him uh, against, uh, who was that, uh, Los? uh, um, Was it the 49ers? Who, who the Steelers? No, yeah, who the Steelers played today?
1: The Steelers played the, uh, uh, they played
0: the... um, It was somebody in your division, NFC West team. No,
1: I'm
0: sorry, they played the Seahawks. Okay, yeah, they played the Seahawks, so... uh, Yeah, just to see that injury happen, I mean, with the elbow injury, I mean, it it killed me in fantasy because I'm like, why does he only have three points? And then I get the notification that he's hurt. That killed me. That's why I lost this week. You know, when your quarterback put up three three points, you're not going to win that matchup. It's very rare that that will happen. But, you know, just, I mean, what do you think that's gonna mean for the Steelers? I mean, they got uh they got uh God Doug it. They got who they got behind him? Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph from Texas Tech, who has a great arm. Uh and I looked at his stats, it didn't look too bad. But uh I mean what what does that mean for the Steelers, man? Can they get it together, bro? Is I one... think
1: so Mason Rudolph looked serviceable as a quarterback actually when he came in. I was watching a little bit of the game. Um he had a couple, you know, rough drives, but he actually looked pretty pretty good. He hooked up with uh, Vance McDonald, a couple of touchdowns, and so Vance McDonald got going. Um, and for the listeners out there that don't know, uh, actually Mason Rudolph and James Washington were college teammates, so he's one of those sneaky plays later, later on down the road. Um, and Dante Moncrief, let's talk about him for a second. He is, he's droppable at this point. Yeah, uh, He yeah. is droppable in fantasy. I've
0: course. already dropped him, bro.
1: Yeah, he is good and droppable in fantasy leagues. Now he was one of those players you thought because of all the targets that left with A. B. Uh, with Le'Veon Bell that you know he can probably emerge because he's shown that he can you know at least play in the league. But you know I think he had a, a finger injury in the play. Uh, I'm sorry, in the preseason that's been hindering him in his play, and it's been showing that he has not been. He has his targets. He's been causing interceptions, tipping passes. So at this point, I think he is droppable. Um, and, I mean, James Washington, if he's out there with Mason Rudolph, if this injury to be serious, I think James Washington, Mason Rudolph hookup can be great, you know, going forward. But we'll see how this team does. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. This team just doesn't look right. You know? I think Juju, I know said, yeah,
0: Juju has, looked, has been looking underwhelming too uh, as well. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, this offense just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like the – the old uh, Steelers high-fly, high-power offense that has been in the past, bro. It's just they really are missing Le'Veon and, and Antonio Brown, it looks to say. Uh, that injury affected them. Uh, James Conner out. So what fantasy implications does that mean if it's extended amount of time?
1: I mean, you're looking at, obviously, Jalen Samuels, you know, he's, a, he's the, the right-of-way thought right now. Um, but behind him you're looking at probably Benny Snell. Benny Snell had a good preseason. He's pretty decent bigger back um, He had a couple good carries uh, this this uh this week, and so um, Benny Snell Jalen Samuels is probably the the instant guys to think about um, But this team is a banged-up team right now So I don't know if you how much you invest into this team, you know um, Like you said Juju is not he's he's not you know, you can look at week one You're like, okay, he played the Patriots the Patriots always take away the team's number one target then you look at this week, you know, he still wasn't, you know, that number one target like you would like to see for a wide receiver one. So um, it's interesting to see where his team goes and, you know, how how they shake back with these injuries. Um, if they don't get it quick, you know, they may be looking at, you know, a, a top five pick, you know, next it, year.
0: Yeah, and for fantasy users, it, it may be a time to, uh, to, to be able to buy Juju low now. Uh, after two underwhelming weeks, you, you're, gonna, you're looking at teams that are, are panicking because they are 0-2, so they may be looking to try to make some quick moves thinking that they're in trouble, and you may could take advantage of that by uh, sending a, a, a low-end deal for Juju because, uh, I, I mean, I ultimately think that Juju will climb himself out of this funk. Uh, but, you know, Drew Brees, his implications on injury, on the outlook of the team uh, as far as if he's out for an extended amount of time, uh, I actually have Michael Thomas and uh his his uh his production uh, kind of dwindled just because uh you didn't really see if you watched the game you didn't really see Teddy throwing the ball further than twenty yards in in his stint that he played. It was all dink and dunk stuff, which kinda takes away uh Michael Thomas's big playability uh, Alvin Kamara really wasn't as effective. I mean, he'd get a four or five yards on a carry. But being that we don't have that deep threat to throw down the field, then the Rams were able to to kind of clutter up the line. So, it, you know, his value, fantasy value, has declined. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with Jared Cook, but he just had a terrible game today. Uh, he was the cause of an interception today. He had, he had some penalties, a block in the back. He just had a terrible game today. But I, I just think with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, I mean, if Drew is out for an extended amount of time, I'm you can't afford to sit in Michael Thomas, of course, because I'm pretty sure you invested the first round pick in him. But at the same time, you're not going to like the production that you're going to be getting out of Michael Thomas right now uh being, with Breeze out. What you think, Los?
1: No, I mean, I think you he, he probably won't have the touchdown upside, but uh just watching the game, he will – You're in the PPR league, he seems like he's still gonna get his catches. I think he was over ten catches again this week. Yeah. Uh so it seems like he's gonna get his catches, but he may not have a touchdown upside um as with a Drew Brees. Drew Brees is gonna get you down the field. He's gonna you know, have his surgical games and you know, Alvin Kamara I think is gonna take the biggest hit, you know, out of all of them. Um, you know, Michael Thomas, I think is gonna be fine because he's gonna be the go to target. Um, but Alvin Kamara, I think, is going to be the one that takes the biggest hit because, again, if you can't keep drives going right, you're not going to keep you're not going to get those those quick plays, those quick uh, those check downs and stuff that you know Alvin Kamara does so well. Um, you're not going to get that if you know Teddy is not able to get it together. Um, you know, and just looking at the reports that just showed up on my phone, you know, hopefully it's not it's just you know him just talking. But um, Jocena Anderson from ESPN just pretty much said that. Uh, Drew Reese feels that the injury is significant, you know, and so I hope that's not true. And he's just talking because, again, he's getting some tests and going to see a hand specialist. Uh, But he's saying pretty much that there's only so much that a test that you can do in a stadium. So he's going to see a hand specialist. So hopefully, again, this is not serious because, again, you want to see this high power Alphas. As a fan of the game, not even a fan of the Saints, because everyone knows that I'm not a huge fan of the Saints, you know, for obvious reasons. But as a fan of the game you want to see this team you want to see this team compete you know you want to see a team you want to play the best of the best and beat the best of the best you know what i'm saying so um hopefully again when the test come out it's not serious man i just can't i don't want to make this a drew Brees thing or a podcast but you know this is just one of those things that happened today just right we fresh from the news today and it's just like you hope it's not serious
0: well you know like i said los uh I don't I don't really feel like it I feel like it's pretty significant <laughs> I think it's a pretty big deal uh, I'm not I'm really nervous about it but it's not looking good I mean I didn't even see him move his thumb since that injury which uh which could implicate plenty of other things so I'm not I, I mean it, it, it kind of reminded me of that injury that Mike Vick had with his hand when he was with the Eagles and he uh threw made a pass and he his thumb hit the defender's helmet Uh, and he, that ended up being, I think, I know that that ended up being like, I don't know if that ended his season, but it definitely put him on IR. So, and we look terrible without Breeze, man. Breeze is our heartbeat. So I don't know how could they possibly get the offense to kind of, you know, I guess, get the offense to a point where it can be made around Teddy, because at that point, you know just like you said, they game plan with Breeze on the center so all the plays that they practice and call were assuming that Breeze was going to be on the center but of course Breeze has a different talent uh talent you know set of talents than than Bridgewater I did see some bright spots that Bridgewater is mobile but the only knock on him I think he holds the ball too entirely too long I think that he has to trust himself more and he has to know when to take off and and when when to throw it but, you know, uh, not to, just like you said, not to make it a, a Drew Brees podcast, but we'll move on to the next injury uh, that, that was pretty pretty significant. Uh, we, we're still waiting on uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, is expected to play. However, he is, is still under questionable. I'm thinking it's going to be a game-time decision. Do you start him anyway on Monday if you don't have any more options? But at this point, if you got him in mean, your starting lineup, I mean – <laughs> you really don't have so, any alternative
1: so what I actually have that issue in one of my uh, fantasy leagues uh, you know so what I did was I went and picked up his backup if he's out there so if you got this issue and you're going into it and looking and looking forward you got somebody playing a Monday night if possible if their backup is available right um, always add them and drop the lowest you know seed player on your bench. And put them in you know, and hold him just in case something crazy comes out tomorrow where uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell says he doesn't play, right? And then you have his backup to swap in there. So that way you're getting some points. You may not get the production um that Le'Veon Bell may put up, but you're at least getting some points towards the game and towards your matchup. And so his backup right now, um, and what we've seen in the preseason when Le'Veon didn't play a snap in the preseason, is Ty Montgomery. And Ty Montgomery played pretty well in the preseason um, playing that full role with the first team so he's one of those guys that you can scoop up Le'Veon Bell is out and uh, you plug him in you know and then that way you can get some points towards your matchup and so again going forward every Monday you can kind of look at that type of thing you rolling run with somebody that's questionable see you know and this is not just for the running back position this can be for a wide receiver or a tight. End. Not maybe it's not so the tight end positions because I don't know Tight ends, backup back tight ends, don't really do the production that the starting tight end productions do. Um, but, again, that's one of those those strategies I've been using for years, and I'm sure, you know, the sharp fantasy owners do the same thing, but for those that don't, just, it's, it's too easy to do.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of like the injury wrap-up. I'm sure more injuries going to pop up. We're, we're recording in them uh, during the Sunday night football game right now, so, I mean, pretty much, you know, we kind of, you know, kind of just, Things may pop. Basically, what we saying is things may pop up after we, after we release this episode. So I don't think we're being, we're not doing our due diligence. It's just that hey, we you know with sports things change so swiftly. But just moving on, uh, Lamar Jackson, man, what what an amazing talent, bro! Like, can you believe that critics was saying that I was able to invest a little piece in him in one of my fantasy leagues? But just in general. I mean, bro, he looking good, man. 100 yards over 100 yards rushing, uh 272 yards passing, two passing touchdowns. I mean, he's basically a fantasy owner's dream because he got 16 rushing attempts for 120 yards and then he's passing the ball of course. So I I I just I just man, I I I think he's for real, man. I think he's something to reckon with. I mean, I I, I watched him at, at, at Louisville. And I, I always, I always did like him uh, prior to the, you know, Heisman. This is like his, like soft He was like a red shirt freshman, a red, sh- yeah, red shirt freshman. I was like, man, who is this guy? And that's what Lamar Jackson is. He just pops off the paper, man. And I don't think it's any fluke, bro.
1: No, I don't think it's a fluke either. Um, just you know, the former Heisman winner from college. You know, everyone knew he's gonna have a little adjustment period when he came in the league last year. But I think too many people wrote him, wrote him off. You know what I'm saying, last year. Because he wasn't, you know, he didn't look as clean in the pocket and he didn't make the plays that he needed to make last year. But, you know, people want to see instant success so fast now. You know, there's no right. uh, coming in, learning, and doing well. People keep that same stigma stigma of you of the first year. And people did, you know, people did the same thing with Jerry Goff because he started off actually bad. Yeah, he did. You know, they wrote him off. You know, they wrote him off. And so I'm, I'm sick of that narrative, like, a rookie quarterback coming in, looking back. Okay, let's throw him to the trash now. No, these players need to develop. They need to learn the speed of the game. And so, you know, through two weeks, he's my MVP of the league. You know, I'm thinking it's an easy call right now because he's playing just that well. He's carrying this team to two wins, and he's look. He's he's electric, man. He he. Anytime he touches the ball, he's you know he has a chance to score. So, um, I think he was one of those guys that I uh, reached for. In leagues, because I I got you know I was seeing the reports that he's throwing it better, he's looking better, and they're going to open the offense up for him to make passes. And man, they look they look good, man. They look good. I'm, I'm excited to uh, see what he have, what he what he does the rest of the year.
0: Meanwhile, his counterpart, who he'll face next week, which will be a great game, Chiefs versus Ravens. Patrick Mahomes four touchdowns in the first half, four touchdown passes in the first half. He's another one that's unreal, man. I expect to see a lot of touchdown passes being thrown when they play next week.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. That game, I'm really looking forward to watching and seeing what the tempo looks like over that game. Because, you know, the Ravens are more of a team that's going to control the tempo, and the Chiefs are more of a team that wants to, you know, score, get put the points up on you. So it's going to be interesting to see how that tempo of that game goes. I think the team that controls that tempo is. Going to be a team that wins that game uh, because again, if the Ravens can slow it down and play, you know, keep the ball and play time possession, I think they're going to be just fine. But you know, lately the Ravens are showing that they can score quick too. So another name you know mentioned the Ravens is that that need to be reckoned with is Mark Andrews.
0: Man. Mark Andrews, back to,
1: yeah, absolutely back to back weeks. You know, twenty plus plus fantasy points in PPR leagues. You know, it's time to take him serious, man. He's he's one of those guys that um, you know I was looking for every. Where and seeing if he was dropped because um, I scooped him up in one of my fantasy leagues and i was lucky to get him because I was looking to trade him actually because I had um, um, uh, Delaney Walker. But now I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about picking up uh, Andrews and starting him from here on out because that connection with him and uh, Lamar Jackson looks real.
0: Yeah, Mark Andrews is, is it looks like they do have a, a connection. Lamar, that's one of his favorite targets. Uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, had a he, you know he didn't have as big a game as he did the first first game but he still is a server proven to be a serviceable fantasy player and I, as far as I can see I think that he's really available in a lot of leagues so if you want to pick him up on the waiver wires uh, mm-hmm. I, I think that this week will be the week to do so because it's a lot of big play uh big play uh, uh potential there um but you know uh I I just kind of was sick today because I was playing the Patriots defense today. Man, how bad are the Dolphins, bro? Man, the Patriots put up 40 fantasy points on defense on me, bro. Like the worst look, not only injuries with Ben Roethlisberger, but playing the Patriots defense. I'm not you can't if if you're playing a team that defense is putting up 40 points on you, you may as well start looking for next week, bro. Yeah,
1: man. I ran into the same issue in one of my other leagues. And it and it, it's it's sickening. You know, it's sickening because their team is not even, they're not even fighting, man. This is embarrassing at this point. And I know they're tanking, but at least, you know, be respectable and the I don't even think they're the tanking.
0: Because, I mean, play for, it, what was that? You, you, you heard the reports last week of, of guys, of players uh, hitting their agent up to ask for a trade. Like, this team is giving up on this head coach, man. And this is only his first year coaching the team. That's the crazy part about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Micah uh, Fitzpatrick actually is one of those guys that's probably going to get traded within the next 48 hours. And even Kenyon Drake, he's the guy that's probably going to get traded this week too. Um, and so, I mean, it's going to be a team that you're going to target every week, you know, as far as defense, right, as far as your players, their offense, their offense. That's going to be a team that's going to get picked on all all year when it comes to fantasy production because, again, week one, they got smoked uh, by the Ravens. And then you got week two, the Patriots completely embarrassed them. Shut them out. You know, so all year, I wouldn't be surprised they go 0-16. This team really just does not look like a team to be reckoned with. And it's unfair because the coach, you know, I mean, obviously the coach picks where he wants Brian to go. Brian Flores. Yeah, he picked where he wanted to go, but, you know, it's unfair because, again, they're in a rebuild, but this will go on his record, and probably he'll probably end up getting fired at the end of the year, um, you know, where he really didn't get a fair shot with players, you know, as they traded and got rid of a lot of their good players, you know, and they're going to continue to do that all this, this season. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see if they go 0-16 or not. I'll put the money that they will at this point
0: yeah they look bad. <laughs> they look really really bad and i mean i I don't know man when the, I think that it's a difference between having no talent and a difference between you know looking at a game and just seeing that players aren't buying in the system and I think that does point to coaching if your team gives up on you, no matter how less talented they are. You know, you could just tell the difference between whether it's talent or whether just a team just don't want to play for their coach, and I think that that's the case with Brian Flores, man. But uh, like you say, it goes towards his record regardless. I mean, the buck, the, every buck stops at him. So, um, but I just thought that that was aggravating. Um, anything else? You seen any more per, any more impressive performances that happened today?
1: Um, no. I mean, you, you nailed it. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes were two more impressive ones. We didn't really have any huge fantasy outbreaks this week. Uh, there wasn't no uh, McCaffrey-type fantasy weeks, um, which he was our fantasy player of the week last last week. Um, So, I mean, at least not so far, no. Um, we still, again, we got two games. We were recording this on uh, Sunday night. We got, you know, actively the team. I'm sorry, the Atlanta and Philly playing, and then we got the Browns and, uh um,
0: Who the Browns play tomorrow? I'm drawing a blank. Who? Who? Uh, who, The Browns. And the Jets. Yeah,
1: the Browns and the Jets. I'm sorry. Which, that'll be interesting. That's another um, injury that we didn't mention. Um, Sam Darnold. He's at Romano. Yeah. Yeah, and they're looking, he probably missed about three or four games, so it'll be interesting to see how um, their but, backup come in and play.
0: Yeah, I want to see how to fix Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder coming off a game with 14 targets. He, I think he caught like 13 of those targets for 99 yards, so I kind of want to see what's, what's, what's Jamison Crowder. I'm honestly fantasy-wise, I'm not concerned about Jameson Crowder's value dropping. If anything, I think it will stay around the same because I don't expect for them to let this back out back up just sling it deep. Uh, my concern would be as a as a Robbie Anderson owner or if you picked up um. Yeah, a, a Robbie Anderson owner or, you know, any other piece like that that you picked up, I would be concerned there. But I think that they're probably Jameson Crowder. They'll probably be dinking and dunking a lot, which which favors Jameson Crowder because he's a, you know, he's a, a slot receiver. But then also, if you're Demarius Thomas owner, I think that I would be concerned because he I don't expect it to go deep that much. Uh, But Le'Veon Bell, his usage is probably going to increase as well to take the pressure off the quarterback. So. You know, if you had any of those owners, I think that that's my fantasy outlook. You think I'm you think I'm off the mark with any of those?
1: No, I think you're on par with that. Um, I think uh, you know you mentioned about um, you mentioned about people that impressed. Um, I'll, I'll say let's let's talk about these rookie receivers, man. You got McLaurin with oh, the Redskins yeah. who scored a touchdown. He's a
0: clear year. number. He'll, yeah. He's a clear wide receiver number one. After watching that game today, he's a clear wide receiver one.
1: Absolutely. Like, you know, and, and the thing about it, what people don't realize is he played college football with um, their top pick. You, you know, um, I'm drawing a blank with the quarterback. Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. Thank you. Um, Dwayne Haskins and him played college ball together. So, you know, that job is eventually going to be Dwayne Haskins. And with him playing well with Case Keenum, it's going to, I think it's going to even get even better with, you know, when, you know, Dwayne Haskins decided to take over that job. Um, so he's looking good. And then, you know, look at DK Metcalf. He scored a touchdown today. He's looking impressive. You know, everyone's kind of, you know, put him in a square, put him in a box and thinking he was a uh, one one trick pony. But, you know, he's making plays. He's making big catches uh, for the Seahawks. And, you know, he's looking right now looking like a steal. You know, I was we th- all thought because how big he was and how fast he ran. Bad, he's going to be a first-round pick and end up going in the second round, but he's showing that he's proving a lot of people wrong so far through these first two games. He's making big catches and, you know, he scored his first touchdown today.
0: Yeah, was, uh, those are some good names, man. I, I, McLaurin especially, he's uh, – he's. I, I doubt after this week he'll be available, but he was available in a lot of leagues. I, I went and picked him up today before the game today. Um, in one of my leagues. But uh if you if you if he's on your waiver wire go ahead and pick up that guy Terry McLaurin. Uh Case Keenum calls him scary Terry. And uh he he's making big plays. He was I I, I saw that they targeted him twice in Garbage time against the Cowboys down in the red zone. They was down on the like the two yard line and they chose to throw a to, like they, they targeted him twice and threw a back back uh back shoulder throw and made sure he got a touchdown. So they they yeah. feeding him, man. He's like I said, he's a clear wide receiver one up in uh, Washington. So I don't know what that means anything things. Washington's not that good of a team, but still, I mean, hey, a wide receiver one on a team is, is good value to find when the waiver wire is about to start, uh, you know, drying up. Um. Antonio Brown. We mentioned the Dolphins. We can't mention the Dolphins playing the Patriots without mentioning Antonio Brown. And who I also want to talk about when I mentioned impressive performance. I think Tom Brady had a very, very impressive performance. Uh, and Antonio Brown's partially, partly to blame. He even had a rushing touchdown with a quarterback sneak today. Tom Brady did. But uh, what did you think about Antonio Brown's? What did you think about his debut today?
1: I thought his debut was good, man. I mean, going into the game, you was listening to the reporters, the big reporters out there. Um, They say, oh, yeah, he's going to play 10 to 15 snaps. But no, um, then the reports rolled out later saying he's going to be featured. So it didn't, you know, as a fantasy owner, it was one of those situations where you didn't know if you should trust it. You know, for daily fantasy, you're like, oh, no, I'm not risking. You know, I think he was like 17,000 on DraftKings, you know. Um, And, you know, you don't want to risk that type of thing because, again, you know, you don't know how, how much he's gonna play. How much of the playbook has he grasped so far? Um, but he's shown that he was out there. and He was running plays like he had been there for years. Like they had been sent in the playbook, which I wouldn't be surprised. It's the Patriots. They always pulling some some cheap cheating moves. So, um, but he looked good though. I'm gonna say Antonio Brown looked real good. Um, you know, uh, actually Tom Brady missed him on a uh, on his second touchdown. Uh, you know, he underthrew him. He could have had, his fantasy, we could have actually been, or his production could have actually been better this week. So um, it's interesting to see what happened with this whole case that, you know, you guys can all go look up for yourself what's going on with that. Um, but it will be interesting to see what happened with his case and see if he uh, continues to play. Because, um, again, that team looks scary right now.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I talk from a fantasy perspective and talk to to a reality perspective. Uh... Reality uh, aspect of it I'll start off with the reality of it I think that the Patriots are a better team With Antonio Brown in their receiving core That needs not to be said It's just so much they can do with him Because they can put him in the slot They can put Edelman in the slot I mean, How are you going to cover that on the outside And We saw some of that today AB played a lot of uh, slot today um, I would love to know what was the snaps That he it was in the slot But uh, he played a lot in the slot today His touchdown pass, he was in the slot when he caught it So, you know, I mean, he's only going to continue to get better Uh, to him. Just like you say, him and Tom Brady already already seem like they're on the same page already. So they're only going to get better. So I only expect in December in those later months how how good the Patriots receiving core. Fantasy-wise, I didn't like how much he took away from Josh Gordon's value. I don't know if this is going to continue, but Josh Gordon's value dropped today. Uh, and I know he disappointed a lot of people. He, I started him in, in two of my leagues. He only gave me two points, two fantasy points in PPR leagues. Now, Lowe's, I think you started him in one of your leagues, right?
1: No, I actually benched
0: him. Before, you benched on. Matt Breed him. That was smart. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, Bree, we didn't even talk about him. 12, 12 rushes for 122 yards. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean – I just don't like what he did to Josh Gordon at this point. I mean, I think Josh Gordon is pretty much, if you if you can trade him away, or uh, just keep him on the bench until further notice because it, it seems like Antonio Brown is going to, he took the most hit. I thought Philip Dorsett was going to take the hit, but in this game, Josh Gordon took the hit. So, yeah, you
1: hate to see it. You hate to see it. I think uh, that's a good point because I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that A.B. is because one, Edelman is a target monster. Now you got another player that's, you know, another target monster. You know, you make Josh Gordon, you're your only a red zone guy. And, you know, if he's that, because then A.B. is now, now getting red zone targets as well. So, yeah, his touchdown um, you know, pass was I, a
0: red zone uh, target.
1: Right, right. And so, I mean, it's one of those things where You know, you see what happened because you you maybe you see if you can get a good trade for Josh Gordon or you just hold on to him and see what happens with the A.B. situation. Maybe A.B. situation makes A.B. miss some games this year. And, you know, then you have another top receiver on your team. So, I mean, I would just hold on. Me personally, what I'm going to do is hold on to Josh Gordon um, and see how things shake out. um, Because, again, injuries happen. You know, things happen. Crazy things happen. Um, he's not a bad receiver to have on your bench because, again, maybe he had a bad week this week, but you never know what happens weeks going forward. You know, he has that blow-up blow week in a, in a tough spot where you just need to throw him in. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how the target share um, shakes out with the Patriots.
0: All I know is Antonio – I mean, as far as if Antonio Brown is in the lineup uh, in in in, pay, in, in uh, Boston, I am keeping Josh Gordon away from my starting lineup until I see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But Matt Brader, man, just to talk about him, man, he had an excellent game. Who the 49ers played today? Uh, Cincy. So, I mean, there may be yeah. a defense as far as rushing-wise you want to target because Cincy week one, I think they allowed 100 yards rushing. If I'm not mistaken, Lowe's, maybe you maybe you know for sure, but yeah. they did. No. Uh, yeah, so,
1: yeah, Cincy defense is not looking well. Their offense looked, you know, pretty good, and John Ross did, did – did, had, a, had him a 66-yard touchdown. But it was frustrating. I'm going to say, you know, Matt Breida had a good game, right? But it was frustrating because um, it was almost seemed as if, like, you know, every time they get down to the goal line, um, they would give the the, the, the the ball to Jeff Wilson or Moser. Uh, Moser. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's Moser. Moser. Um, they give the ball to him. You know, or Jeff Wilson, it was frustrating because Matt Breida been making the plays to get him all the way down into the red zone. Then they give the goal line carries to another running back, and Jeff Wilson was just signing off the practice squad. I didn't expect him to have such a big week that he did, but he had a great a great week. Um, but, you know, again, Matt Breida, you like to see that he went over 100 yards rushing, um, you know, and I think that um, he, just with Shanahan's system, he's not one of those guys that, um, he's going to have a bell count running back. He likes to rotate his running backs. Um, you know, and the, the, the 49ers beat the Bengals pretty good, 41-17 to 17 this week. So it'll be interesting to see um, how going forward um, how much the goal line touches that to get.
0: Also, despite despite um, what Los has mentioned about Cincinnati losing, starting out the season 0-2, I don't think they're doing too well. But Andy Dalton has been looking good fantasy-wise. Uh, he's mm-hmm. throwing the ball at least 40 times a game. I mean, and he's being accurate. He's not throwing many picks. And you know, just like Los mentioned, John Ross. He got Tyler Boyd. Uh, Tyler alford had him a touchdown catch today. And uh A.J. Brown. A.J. Oh, A.J. Brown. A.J. Green is on his way back. So, I mean, once he get him back, I mean, if he's doing this without A.J. Green, as talented as A.J. Green is. Imagine what he's going to do when he get back. So, uh, Andy Dalton is, is always available on the waiver wire. So, if you're looking for, if you're having a little quarterback trouble, maybe Drew Brees, you lost Drew Brees today and, you, and you're thinking Drew Brees, and it's announced that Drew Brees is out for a significant time, amount of time, as well if you're a Ben Roethlisberger owner and you're irritated with Ben and you're needing a quarterback, man, Andy Dalton is available in most leagues. So, I, I would go ahead and maybe just scoop him up and see what happens.
1: Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Because again, he, you know, with their coach coming over, you know, bringing the Sean McVay system over, you know, you're going to look at, you're looking at John Ross, John Ross is playing that Brandon cooks role. Um, so you have your burner, you know, you got Tyler Boyd, maybe playing that, uh, um, that Robert Woods role, you know, or, or no, I'm sorry. You got, um, you got uh Tyler Boyd playing that Cooper cup role. And then I mean, when AJ comes back, you know, maybe he could be your Robert, Robert Woods. So, um, you know, they, they bring that, like I said, they bring that ramp system over, so it's going to be a team that's going to pass it, pass it a lot, um, and you know, he's he, if their defense can get it together, you know, his fantasy production can even get even,
0: even better, because they'll give him more opportunities to be on the field. Yes, sir. Well, man, I, I mean, it's been, I enjoyed it, bro. We held it down for Ramon. Shout out to our boy, Ramon. I'm sure he'll be back next week when we record. I think that we pretty much covered it all uh we appreciate you for listening as always make sure that you follow us on our socials on twitter and instagram o underscore benchwarmers as well as make sure that you uh check us out on shadow worlds radio shout out to those dudes they holding us down on their platform, Shadow World Radio. Check them out on their platform. They have tons of content that they check out. We just so happen to cover the sports aspect of what they're doing. We appreciate them guys, as always, as believing in what we're doing and putting, them, putting us on their platform. Uh, make sure that you check us out on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Uh, iHeartRadio, anywhere where you like to listen to your podcast. If we're not on where you like to listen to the podcast, just tweet us, DM us, let us know. We'll try to get on that platform, too. Uh, We appreciate you for listening. It's been fun. Until next time, peace out. Later.